Welcome to the CFG Gamecast, episode number 31, a weekly podcast created by gamers and streamers alike to discuss the latest gaming topics from the previous week. We stream a new episode on the weekend, Saturdays or Sundays, and release it on podcast services like Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Podbean. So show us some love and follow us on cfggamecast.podbean.com to not miss an episode I am Mr. CFG himself, Davis Green, and with me are my two awesome co-hosts all the time. I got Flexus, Flexus gets strong. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Happy to be here as always. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how Just was enjoying your... the holidays? Yeah. Uh, we had a good extended uh, a break on the holidays. We didn't stream last week. So how was uh, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. Got got plenty, uh, gained plenty of weight, and uh, took two <laughs> naps, not just one, nice. but two naps on Thanksgiving. So you could say I uh, I partied it up pretty hard. <laughs> the first Respect. nap was yeah, <laughs> the first nap was the training nap, and then then the the real nap was was nap number two was the itis. That's what we like to nickname it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was uh, it was Thanksgiving dinner actually, and then nap, and then I woke up for pie, and then a nap after pie. Ooh. Wow, yep. Like no, you did that correctly. <laughs> it sounds like you even had that set as an itinerary. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive. <laughs> itself, so that's pretty good. All right. And we got the future EGOT of the <laughs> itty bitty Smitty committee. I got Smitty Ooh. in the third seat. How are you doing, buddy? Doing well, my friend. Uh, you know, it was it was good. We had the uh, Turkey Day was uh, that was last week, right? We had family in town, uh, so there was a good seven of us together. We said, you know what? We are not going to deal with dishes and cooking, so we went to a buffet. Uh, it was fantastic. We went over to Red Rock. Um, however, there was a two-hour wait. Uh, but the the great thing about that though is that you know there's enough of us to where we were just switching off and who was being in line. We'd go and grab some drinks at the bar, bring it back. So we made the best of it, uh, and then we end up eating, filling our bellies, and and going back and chilling. And and I can't remember if I passed out or what. Everything seems like a blur lately. Uh, just you know, just been grinding. <laughs> Straight up, everything is just kind of blurred together. I'm just going. I'm just going head down, just just making it through. So, you know, it is. It's what you're just what you're just admitting right now. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's like you're rock. Live it's hardcore. Got to go hard. You got to go hard. What about yourself, man? What have you? Uh, what'd you get into? And uh, well, I've been packing because um, uh, this uh, I'm going to be moving very soon. I'm moving this weekend to a new spot and also getting ready to set up the new area, which I can't wait. I've been waiting like I haven't been streaming consistently because of where I'm at. So like uh, but now I don't have any excuses. So I've been like packing everything up, setting everything uh, organized. So on Saturday we will be going uh we'll be going ham on just trying to get everything out as fast as we can and organized and uh uh and so on but uh in the meantime though i've just been uh just working most of the time uh most of it so we uh but we got some awesome announcements coming up but we'll 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 put that at the end of the stream and uh we'll won't bore you for everything else so but uh let's get back into it we got a nice media episode as always uh so uh <clears throat> excuse me 
Each of us has a new topic of discussion within video games from the previous week. The topic would or could be about a special game or something that happened in the gaming industry. Uh, and we also don't want to just talk amongst ourselves about this. We want everyone that's actually currently watching us on stream on twitch.tv to uh, be a part of the conversation. So if you have something to say or if you have a statement about what, we, uh, what we're talking about, definitely put it in our chat and we'll definitely discuss it with you too, the, uh, uh, the viewer. So definitely just... Post away. Don't feel shy. No judgments. So, anyways, let's get down to it. I'll judge you. Yeah, well, besides Smitty's. Smitty is a judger. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, let's go with it. Smitty, what do you have to bring to the table? All right, so this past uh, this past weekend, I was fortunate enough, uh, you know, I, my my day to day job, I work at the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, which is a paper, but I work in their digital side. Um, and We've been working with them and, and talking with them as far as being able to go out and, and do some shooting, go out and go to some of these events that are happening out here in Vegas. And I, I even said it this weekend, um, you know, Vegas, I, I feel like is really embracing gaming in that culture and that community. I feel like Vegas is going to be that mecca of gaming. It's already an international hotspot, right? Um, and you're starting to see bigger and bigger uh, tournaments coming out here. Um, you know what I mean? There's, there's been things as far as being able to bet uh, on esports and whatnot. So it's I'm 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 lucky. I feel like I'm fortunate uh, to be able to go to some of these events. You know, this is starting to kick off, and and I'll be able to go to these events and and talk to people and and see what's going on and and be a part of that as well, which is awesome. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to the uh, the League of Legends All-Star Tournament was this past weekend. It ended uh, yesterday, uh, but I went uh, I went uh, Friday and, and Saturday. Nope. Yesterday was Saturday. Thursday and Friday is when I went. And, um, you know, I I was able to talk with uh, myself and uh, my partner, Lucas Egan. Uh, we were able to talk with uh, Doin B, which this is crazy. So this is really the first time that, and like, not the, like I've been to some other esports uh, things, but like, again, this is League of Legends. And I didn't realize just how big League of, League of Legends is. And like these people, these these pro players and, and personalities and stuff like that, like there, there are literally people just like, like freaking out and going up and like, asking for their autographs and this and that like they are like they are freaking superstars man they are superstars and it was awesome like that was my first time like really seeing uh you know just how big they really are and and like i you know like ah, esports and and gaming and everything man like it is it is there it is in people's faces and whatnot but i really you know we got we got a chance to speak with doing b he he won the uh, uh 2019 uh his team uh I can't remember the name of the team. I have to take a look at it. But we got an interview with him as far as he almost like his story is really interesting. He almost uh, retired. He was almost going to retire. But then his wife convinced him to continue playing, uh, got onto a new team and they end up winning the championship. And like, you know, he, he won like bed miss, uh, best mid laner. Um, it's, it's freaking it's awesome. So I'm going to I'm going to throw that up real quick and uh, let you guys take a look. And uh, in his own words, let's see if I uh, can get this going. Here we go. Hey. So, you know, so that was awesome getting to be able to do that, put that together, uh, meet and, and speak with these people. Um, it, it's it's really, it's just crazy to me. And I, I love just how much um, the gaming culture, how big it's getting. And people are really starting to see that because it really is a great community. Um, I know League of Legends, I've heard stories about that, uh, about that game and that community and how it's, it can be not the best. 
Um, but just seeing, I mean, seeing all this stuff and these bigger people coming out here and these bigger events that are starting to happen, um, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's really exciting to me. It's before really you, exciting to me. Yeah, before you do that, well, you may want to explain what they, what just happened on that time because we're on the podcast side. They won't know what that is because it's like starting Yep, to you're, you're absolutely oh, correct. Yeah, I am sorry. Yep, yeah. that's right. I'm totally playing for the visual here. My bad. Um, yeah, so so it was just a, and I'll drop the, uh, I should have dropped the link in the uh, chat. I'll have to, I'll do that here in a second. Um, but yeah, basically it was a video. Uh, I went over to the uh, League of Legends uh, All-Star event this past weekend. Um, you know, I was able to watch some of the matches. Uh, we were able to get uh, interviews with some of the players, uh, some of the personalities, uh, some of the event people uh, from Riot. You know what I mean? I got to, I got to, you know, meet some of the people uh, that are a part of Riot Games and whatnot. So, um, you know, overall, like it was just a, it was a great experience and being able to, you know, take my, what I do full-time job-wise and they're giving me the opportunities to do more on a content creation side and and this is giving me access to things like this. Like, dude, I'm super excited like just for the future of I don't know, man. Who knows where it goes? I mean, again, look at us. We're on episode 31. Uh, I could have told you back in, in March and, or, or April. Who knows what would have happened? But David said, hey, man, let's do this. Uh, let's do this podcast, right? Let's do this podcast. And uh, uh, I was like, yeah, dude, let's, let's, let's do it. And here we are. Yeah, so nice, nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, like, I guess like, I guess I never really experienced it. Uh, Flex, have you ever been to like a League of Legends con- tournament and stuff? Because I've never experienced it myself personally. So, I have not. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I've been to many fighting game tournaments mm-hmm. that are on probably not that big of a scale, but a similar scale. And it's actually funny that Smitty mentioned, you know, the autograph thing. Um, first off, that in, in esports, like fighting games... That that's like that like people will come up uh to like pro players and do that. But I think the coolest thing and this is something I've personally done, so I'm sure we're all familiar with Overwatch League and the only female player in Overwatch League is Gegudi. And you know, I idolize her because she's, you know, the like a female amongst like multiple multiple teams full of men and so it's kind of like going against the odds so i actually bought an autograph picture of her off of uh, the overwatch website because i really liked um you know the fact that she's a girl and so on and so forth but yeah like the, the whole autograph things i mean it makes it seem you know in a sense it is a real sport but it makes it seem like you know they're they're like on the same level as like a football player or like a pro like sports player otherwise so i think it's uh it's it's really neat <laughs> you know what's funny to me and it's so it's funny when, when you were saying like you would never you never uh, this is the first time you've truly experienced uh like how big the scene truly is when you went to that environment. It reminds me of the Saturday Night Live sketch that happened a couple of weeks ago with with Chance the Rapper uh, being like a part of the newscast, and then he has no idea what League of Legends is, and he just doesn't understand the whole thing. So that, like, that's, what, that's what it sounds like to be with you, Smitty. But, uh, no, but I understand what a MOBA is. Yeah. I know what a MOBA is, so I understood enough to know what was happening. Uh, I couldn't tell you, you know, I know about mid you know, lanes and, and this and that. So, like, I understand the, the and I played a little bit. I remember my brother uh, uh, years ago, I was like, oh, dude, you got to try this game. 
like he was super hardcore in the lol and uh you know and i played a little bit and i was like ah that's not true that's you know it just wasn't really for me so uh you know i i, I yeah so like i wasn't like just a complete like like you know, I understood, like, I think that's what made it more fun for me was the fact that I did know the game. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really know the people. I knew some of the personalities, like a couple of the personalities, but this was an international event, right? right. They had people from, representative from all over the world uh, as a part of this. And this is kind of, this is at the end of their season. So, this think of it like the their, their Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? This is a sit back and cutting loose and having fun with fans. And, and you know, you got personalities, Andy's pro players are doing all these crazy you know different uh, modes and and stuff like that like it, it it was it was really cool to see something like that and have something like that hosted out here man like you know people see this you have all kinds of award shows and conventions and this and that i think i think vegas is going to take that opportunity and they are completely embracing the the you know gaming and and that community and that culture and they're going full force with it and i think i i love it I love it. And it's like, you know, I want to be on the ground floor of that. So that's what, you know, that's what I'm trying to do, man. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's cool. So, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to comment on the, the Vegas aspect real quick, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, go for it. So last tournament I went to, North American Regional Finals for Street Fighter was in Vegas. And for those who don't know, in the Luxor, there is an esports arena that looks amazing it is so cool uh very official looking um but like and, and there's a huge huge international tournament called evo it's for fighting games so like yeah, vegas is definitely the place to be for fighting games you know like it's huge there and it's cool because this tournament like you have international players you have players from uh like europe asia uh middle east god like all over the U.S., of course, and so on and so forth. So it's absolutely insane that you have, like, this huge group of people that are, are coming together. I mean, there was, like, thousands and thousands of people at EVO. Um, and then at North American Regional Finals, there was probably, like, 200, maybe. Yeah, see, that's a picture of it. Uh, that That's at the Luxor, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. It is so absolutely insane. I love going there. I think it's so neat. Um, but yeah, no, it, I think Vegas is definitely becoming a huge hub, and they really are embracing like esports and gaming. Um, you know, like some bars are even showing it on a TV and stuff like that. Of course, you have all these events there. But yeah, North American Regional Finals was such an experience for me because you've got all of these like extremely high level players competing against each other for points and the opportunity to win and i mean I've, like two the first two people i played against were both from japan and like there was people there again from like the middle east and stuff like that that were there and, and like it, it was just such a cool experience because you're surrounded by all these pro players that people consider to be celebrities. And then there, it's like, then there's little old me and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I know you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, uh, it's, I, you know what I really wish? I kind of wish the fighting game community kind of has the same kind of presence as what, uh, 
as what uh, MOBA's like community is, like League of Legends and stuff like that. And uh, I, from a previous statement that uh, what uh, General Davis says, I believe it was General Davis. Yeah, it was. Uh, that they uh that she that they played the uh, League of Legends and there is more uh, champions than ever now and I did I like I didn't even think about this but this but League of Legends has been around for ten years like it's been a while yep and uh, yeah yeah and uh, they have they must the, their library of characters that they are current cur- like constantly turning out man this is like and to say that they uh that they still got like you know that kind of following is insanely impressive to me and then like like hate it or love it i mean you definitely have to respect on what on what they did they basically essentially made a uh, a new kind of genre they're not the first to make a moba but they definitely made it mainstream uh, from from everything right. uh, uh, like from everything that they've uh, that they have done and accomplished because I mean they're just now starting to make a second uh, a different game after this was the initial one so to say uh, yeah so I'm just I'm just glad I mean I'm, well I'm glad that you experienced it uh, I want to experience something like that eventually uh, but I'm not in any hurry <laughs> so so but uh, and maybe figure yeah. out yeah and figure out like uh you know uh, to see like how the scene is gonna grow uh, like whether like what the biggest thing is like for me personally I'm not a big I'm not a league guy I know I can't I'm, I'm not gonna lie that I don't know I mean I play hots a lot so I understand the same kind of lingo and stuff but it's just that uh, uh, I'm just glad that they uh that they definitely have a place to kind of show these superstars the uh like what these what these people can truly do you know so that's cool right and then real quick too so i just wanted to circle back so i also had opportunity to uh uh interview uh tyler one and you know what i mean like lucas was like all right what do you you know because lucas wasn't very familiar with them i'm like again i'm not like super familiar with tyler one but like i know him from like the like the daily twitch shows and and that stuff on youtube like you know they'll pop up and whatnot um but uh yeah we got we got a chance to interview him and stuff like that super super cool guy um but you know i was like look let's ask him about uh you know just what kind of what his take is on these streamers moving over uh to mixer and facebook and and youtube and and i thought he was spot on uh with with how he answered so i'm gonna pop that up real quick maybe Maybe one of if if there's subtitles why don't one of us read the subtitles for the uh for, for no, the there's podcast. no there's no subtitles on this. This is a, just a little. It's a little 12, 25 second uh, uh, thing here. So it says voice. Okay. Okay. All I'm saying yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is like straight. Like I just cut it. I didn't even do anything with it. All right. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. You lied. <laughs> yeah. There's no audio. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, no audio. audio. No yeah. audio. No. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, come on. Damn it! <laughs> I wonder if there was there no audio, audio on the other one. No, there was. No, no, there, was. there was not. There was not. Oh, you guys didn't even tell me. We did. Oh we my did. gosh! Oh, did you? I yeah. didn't hear. Yeah. And, uh, Hold on. All right. I'm gonna shut the hell up then. I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and and we will get back to that. Anyway, just just check it out. Uh, we will we'll we'll post it later uh, on the socials with with stuff. <laughs> Never mind. That was some juicy stuff too. Big F's. Big F's. Uh, but anyway, I mean, for me though, really, this is. I mean, uh, just kind of we'll we'll bypass that stuff. You guys didn't see any of that. <laughs> Regardless, it's been a great year. Uh, 
uh, I'm super proud of the work that we've done uh, here on the CFG Gamecast and everybody that's been on. There's so many people, people that are in here in chat right now um, that that have been a part of this, that have helped out in some way. You guys have, you know what I mean? Someone's off. People will come in and fill in. Uh, it's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. It's been it's been awesome. So thank you. Thank you again for for letting me be a part of this. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to more. So awesome. All right, cool, cool deal, nice. And uh, so now it's my topic, uh, my topic. So uh, let me get that up real quick. Uh, let us see. Okay, so basically, uh, my topic oh. was going to be about the uh, X. Uh, surprisingly, me talking about this is very interesting to me. But it's a uh, Xbox game. Uh, uh, the 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 Scarlet Project Scarlet. Uh, it actually, I was thinking about this the other day because uh, Smitty was streaming. Uh, check his stuff out at Smitty two four four seven. Uh, on uh, what's it called uh, for Halo? He was trying to play Halo that night and couldn't do it, and uh, because there were some issues uh, that that he came across. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of uh, like because uh, it was just basically a mixture, a mix up between like you know the services, the Xbox Game Pass and the PC version, or anyways, whatnot. Long story short, he wasn't able to do it. So, but then uh, earlier in the week, there was an announcement um, saying that Xbox uh, Project Scarlet maybe uh, may have a cheaper discless sibling with Project Lo- called Project Lockhart. Uh, so as you know, Project Scarlet is going to be is the code name for the current uh, the next gen system that's going to happen. Um, they originally originally their plan was that this was going to be a uh, a one console. There was going to be a two console system when they announced like X Cloud and all these other stuff. They people thought that uh, people thought and also Xbox themselves were saying Project Lockhart was going to be put was not going to be uh, done or they're not they weren't going to make it. Uh, but then all of a sudden. The rumors started coming back when the uh, the head of a uh, of, of X uh, what's his name um I always get his I always forget his name the leader of uh, of, of Xbox uh, the the president of that uh, came back to say that there is a second version of the uh, system that's still coming which is going to be a discless version of uh, of the Scarlet so that kind of that. Uh, just in that statement alone, in my opinion, I mean, first off, I'm not an Xbox guy either, so I don't know what to expect on on what uh, with Microsoft. Uh, but overall, I just think that in a sales point kind of view, I don't know if it's a good idea to kind of give that kind of choices uh, like like immediately for the next gen. Because like when you think about what Microsoft is starting to do, is like okay, first they're getting their they're they're getting their feet wet with uh, with X Cloud. Then they're saying that all proprietary games are going to be going on PC, so uh, on PC as well as their consoles. Then they give you a choice of saying, here, here's a disc version of the game. Then they're going to give you another option that says, here's a disc list version uh, console of the, uh, of the game. Now, to a consumer, it's awesome that you have all those choices. But then, like, but look on the back end. Like, think as a, think as a developer. Like, now you're going to have to think of, like, okay, so we have to program these games in two different kinds of formats, as well as, you know, uh, uh, as well as keeping uh, as keeping up on saying, OK, so this is going to be a PC, a PC port of the same game and different kinds of things like you're putting too much load on, uh, in the way, in my opinion, you're putting way too much load on on, on these uh, on these uh, different kinds of options to play. It's cool that you're having a lot of options, but at the same time, I don't know if it's a good idea because like because uh, uh, overall. 
having a disc a discless version is pretty much guaranteeing you you're going to be spending more money in the long run than you would if you had a disc version of it because uh because you're going to have to get digital you're always going to have to pay the full like it's going to be the full price if anything or if you're paying the monthly fee for the Microsoft Game Pass it's going to be you're going to cons- you're going to have to consistently depend on that to get your gaming so i've just like i've always uh, like i was just thinking is is more is is more better for the overall as a you know in the console uh during the console age like what do you, uh so i just want to see what y'all guys thought about that <clears throat> um so isn't there a discless version of the xbox right now yes. or i know there's one for playstation okay yes, the so they've already got that going and mm-hmm. i okay i don't know how successful that one is and honestly like it really depends on what the price difference is i mean if we're talking like a couple hundred then maybe it might be worth it for the casual gamer but if we're talking like a hundred bucks difference it's not really worth it in my opinion especially because i know a lot of people love the idea of like having a physical disc mm-hmm. and like having the game case and like collecting that kind of stuff and, and th- I, there's been like multiple people that have shared that sentiment um so i think first off i think like that's something to kind of consider if you look into purchasing it but also i agree with you you know it doesn't sound like a very smart business move um, and it does sound like it's going to be additional work from the developers because now they have to try to work with all these cross platforms, which great for the gamer, you know, oh, I can play cross platform with all my friends on PC and whatnot, but bad for the developer because now they have to try to translate that over to another system. Uh, and sometimes that doesn't always go as smooth as people think. And uh, I feel like, too, if you're presenting cheaper options for stuff, um, people may go with the cheaper option just because and, and then, you know, Xbox eventually can lose out on money. Yeah. I mean, like, I just don't like the idea. Well, first off, if you're going to have a discless version, a discless case of it specifically, I would say overall is I don't understand why they like uh uh because like the reason why they're wanting a discless version is either that the the sad that that came out the xbox uh standalone uh console must have had a better return uh for all the games uh for the games which is probably not a lot because uh, let's face it xbox's like library of games have been fairly has been fairly weak in this genre uh, this generation as opposed to the 360 uh they had a bigger return on it because you were forced to be either doing xbox game pass uh or uh or you buying the games full price with no discount uh like uh like six for 60 bucks so like mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're if you're going to if you're wanting to do it that way then do it that way you know I just think that uh yeah I, but like uh if not then 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 don't I mean because now you're giving a lot of different kinds of choices a lot of different kinds of options and I don't understand overall that uh that he's that that they're that they're wanting to give this to the consumer like that and then I don't know I'm not I'm not really for for uh for all of that you know so yeah not I mean now, Smitty, you play on Xbox right no, no, I've never owned an Xbox in my life. Oh, really? okay, like, okay. yeah, yeah. So, like, 
I, I thought it was cool that they do have the Game Pass, so having a PC, I'm able to now play these games that I've never played before, and that, like, that part's cool. I just had, it was like, it was super cumbersome just trying to, trying to go in, like, I went to try to uh, do the Master Chief collection, and, like, apparently I was on the wrong side of things, so uh, I end up having to, uh, I, like, like, you have to go, like, kind of a little further down into the layers, and, like, switch over to like a almost like a, a PC mode or something like that and then um, you know once I was able to do that then it gave me the option to be able to, to install the game which was cool but you know it was it was kind of a pain I mean again like for PlayStation I probably have like six or seven discs and I haven't gotten a disc in in well over two years probably or something like that I'm just kind of you know I'm like oh, I, you know it's convenient but I get and I understand why people you know and they enjoy having that uh, you know that physical copy like no matter what no matter what happens I at least have this game and I own this game so I completely understand uh, you know that that side of that as well um but yeah to me it's like you know i can see it and i can see it, you know kind of like that's kind of how i feel about the uh um the switch light you know i was like well, why would people pay you know less why not when well, you could pay a little extra and now you have the full you know you could do anything but you know i think you explained it some people you know especially like younger it, it opens it up and it makes it a little more affordable uh for people so yeah. now you can see more kids you know being in that price range or whatever so i think they're yeah. just looking for those options really and you know regard huh? it's not more affordable because in the long run you're going to be paying more money in, than what you would than the base console well, I mean, when you think about well, it, well, I think it depends on you know the level of a gamer you are. Because yeah. if you're like just a casual gamer, you know, you play your your Fortnite on your Xbox and maybe like Call of Duty games like that, uh, uh, then maybe it is worth it in that that sense. But if you are looking at like you know you're heavy into RPGs and you're heavy into like playing multiple games and let's also talk about you know external like because you're gonna have to store stuff on that system in some way shape or form and like saving game data and so on and so forth even with the cloud there's still gonna have to be some sort of way to save that information on your end device and so it's just like that's gonna that's still gonna tally up, and you're gonna end up probably having to invest in some kind of external storage. Yeah. So but I like, think if okay. you are not a casual gamer, it is absolutely gonna cost you more money. Okay. Yeah. Because look at look at it this way. Even okay. Let's say you are a casual gamer and you have a discless you have a di a discless uh, uh, console. You're not gonna buy. Obviously, you're you're not gonna be buying games normally at sixty bucks or 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 whatnot. So guess what's gonna happen. You're going to think that the Xbox Game Pass is an is a good choice to go with because Xbox Game Pass is fifteen dollars a month. Is it? The, I don't know the rates. Is it fifteen dollars? I don't know. But anyways, it's a it's nah, a, nine. It's oh, ten nah, bucks. No ten bucks. So ten. So it's a ten dollar a month. A uh, uh, ten dollar a month thing that you're going to do. It's going to you're going to treat it basically like Netflix. It's going to be a library of games that you're going to automatically have av readily available to you. Plus, you know, does now does uh, Xbox Game Pass also technically give you gold, or do you have to get gold separately? So there's a, I think it gives you gold, but I think you have to upgrade to like ultimate or platinum or whatever for the like the highest tier to play online or to like to do to do things like that or I mean because uh, I mean I'm able to play online. Okay, but I only pay it, it's the ten buck. Yeah. Okay, but you still have to buy a pass to do the online play, uh, uh, specifically on the three uh, on your Xbox. So. You're um, going to, so nor, yeah, I don't have normal, an Xbox. Well, normally, <laughs> normally, you're going to spend 
the money. So you're going to spend your average ten dollars, uh, ten dollars a month. Now, how the how the original Sad played was only fifty dollars cheaper than what the regular the original Xbox, uh, uh, the 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 regular the regular version of the Xbox One. So if they do the same kind of BS, I was gonna say, yeah, oh. you're not gonna you're you're not gonna really be saving. You're gonna be spending more money uh, overall yeah. because you're gonna be you're gonna be depending on that monthly payment, that monthly fee of the Xbox Game Pass. And and if there is a game so, that you're interested in, oh. you're gonna have to buy a game new. Sorry, Flex. Yeah, so that that's my point. No, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I was gonna say Lucentai in chat makes a really good point that it's less money up front for parents who don't see the long-term stretch, which I think is the point you're making as well. You know, it might be less money at first, but you're paying in the long run way more. Yeah. Cause like you're going to, yeah. Cause you're now depending on Microsoft to give you your stuff. You're going to be depending on like, mm -hmm. uh, for like good wise on what's, what's going, what, what's happening. And I mean, and it's fine. My I mean, games. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. For all the, for all, I'm going to steal your quote, all the stuff and things. So, so, <laughs> so all that I'm just saying is that like I don't like the idea that when they're saying when Scarlet is coming out, they're deciding okay we're go we're going to give you a cha that chance. Well, first off, if you have a PC, it's null and void. There's no absolute reason why you would need an Xbox. You have a good PC, no reason to have yeah. an Xbox at all. So then, the, so that's already like a non-starter for me. Uh, so, but like, but if you don't, then it's like okay, so why would I want the disc version in, in, in the disc list? So you're wanting to kind of. It feels like Microsoft is trying to bait you to get something cheaper, but then the longer you're paying more because you're going to get a bigger, bigger return on more. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think the real only benefit is if you're a casual gamer. And I'm talking casual to the point where you wouldn't even really invest in a game pass. That would be the only way you would be able to get any sort of value out of the something like that. Otherwise... Just get the full price thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm one of those guys. I need a regular. I need the. I need the copy of it, the uh, the original copies of it, because like the mm -hmm. internet is very volatile. That's why I remember the previous thing when we were talking oh, yeah. about with Stadia, uh, uh, Stadia last week is like that. That's the sole reason why I would not suggest anyone to get Stadia right now because it's not ready yet, and uh, and to put to say you're gonna put all your eggs in the basket on this thing that's completely online is really really da it's dangerous to me. So like uh, so now. You're, if you're going to be depending on a company that's going to get you give your games via server or uh, or access to a via server by downloading it into a uh, into the thing, I'm like, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm I, I have my physical copy. So if the if the internet decides to be banned one year, I'll still have my I still have my games. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, all right. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's so that, true. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Okay, cool. So we will be on our final topic, Flexus. You're going to be bringing it home. What do you have to What do you have to bring on the table? All righty, I'm really excited to talk about this one. So I'm going to be <laughs> talking about a game that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, it's a bit of a obscure game, you know. Not a lot of people knew about it. Original. So I'm talking about Vampire: The Masquerade. Initially, it started out as a tabletop game. Um, made by, let me check, I want to say it was White Wolf, um, or World of Darkness, my apologies, and then they created Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, and that was during the PS1 games. Well, now they're coming out with Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York, 
which takes the world of the tabletop game Vampire the Masquerade from the creators of World of Darkness. Essentially, the player takes the role of one of the one of the three fledgling vampires from different vampire clans, who each can use different vampiric abilities and interact, and interact with, the members with the members of their. Of their oh, I can hear myself. Oops, my bad, my bad. Oh, there Sorry. we go. Okay, we're good. <laughs> uh, so it can interact with the members of their coteries in different ways. And coteries are just essentially like your your clan, your group of people. Um, the story depicts the struggle between two vampiric factions and diverges into different directions, depending on the choices the player makes. Uh, it is a single-player RPG involving dialogue and story choices with multiple endings, adding great replayability. Uh, as with most RPGs, there is, of course, side quests and loyalty quests, as well as opportunities to bond with other characters in your party. Now, uh, a couple interesting things about this game. The game was originally set to release in the beginning of December. I want to believe it was December 3rd. However, uh, the makers chose to allow a one-week delay to allow for more bug fixing. So the game is now set to release December 11th for PC. And for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, it'll come out in the first quarter in 2020 they did announce as well that they plan to have additional expansions for the game hmm. so a couple of things i want to make note of there is an additional vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 game that's coming out in the spring of 2020 super excited for that but this game is the kind of the segue in a sense between now and then um First off, it's a game based off the tabletop. Really exciting stuff, and I really, really enjoy it for that aspect alone. And the lore behind it is fantastic. I mean, it's extremely in-depth. Um, but in addition, I really want to talk about the fact that they delayed release specifically to fix bugs, because we don't see that a lot with game releases. In fact, I feel like we see the opposite, where we see a lot of gaming companies try to extend the release or uh, try to shorten the release of a game just due to like competitive market and so forth. Um, and then you get these games that are really crummy, yeah, which. I know Smitty especially is very familiar with. Uh, I won't. I won't mention any names, but. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about uh, <laughs> and, but that's the thing is where I found it really interesting that we're seeing this game that had uh, a delayed release specifically to fix you know bugs and so forth to really um, give care into the gameplay. So. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Obviously, I know it's a bit of a niche market with this type of game, and it, it's more point and click. It's very narrative uh, heavy, less about combat and things like that. But the fact that they're taking like a tabletop game and turning it into the sort of like visualized story—I don't know—I think it's really cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I like I like those novel-based games. I mean, now does it play like a uh, like you know basically a read uh, like you have to read a lot. And then, like basically, basically like a Walking Dead. Is it kind of like that, or is it like a? Uh, yeah, that's what like it's a Telltale. Yeah, like a Telltale game. Yeah, I would definitely say it's more in that realm. Um, mm. The Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two is going is another RPG, and that one's going to be you know like you control a character, you walk around, there's action and things like that. So, okay. um, but. 
Yeah, like I said, I found it really interesting that they delayed the release of it because we see a lot of games that have a rushed release uh, just due to marketing. And so I'm, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Smart. That's smart. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool like everybody else that rushes their stuff and then it ends up bombing and tanking and then they look like fools and then they're like, oh, wait, we got to, you know, implement these changes that, you know, it's like, take your time with it. Again, I don't think anybody's going to be mad that you have to take a little bit of, and maybe there will be, who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, I'd rather have a good product, one that is ready and, and ready to go out instead of saying, hey, let me, let me throw out this broken thing that I know is broken and I'm going to try to fix it along the way you know what i mean i totally agree yeah like i mean overall it's kind of like we have patience i mean now there is a level of like you know like don't do what kingdom hearts did which was basically you know from two to three it was a 15 year (laughs) break but uh like we have patience so like when you say that we're gonna it's gonna be delayed and you give the reason on what you're trying to do yeah i mean it's understandable just be that that's the one problem i kind of have with the gaming industry is that they're not that forthcoming and like you said it's very rare for a uh gaming like gaming groups and stuff to tell to kind of tell you that until it's like the basically close to the uh, release date and like hey we're gonna we're gonna delay it uh we're gonna have to delay it because of so and so then people get a little mad because they're like oh we need to do it no if you're transparent enough to do that kind of thing it's very understandable. I'd rather have a working game than a than a than a game that they're going to have to come back to and fix up uh, fix upwards uh, to to get what you uh, what you said that you're going to get uh, out of it. Hence, virtually almost like maybe what eighty percent of all the Kickstarter games <laughs> that are out there. You know, mm-hmm. so who knows? Right. I mean, it's it's uh, it's sad. No, but they no, but they definitely did a good a really good job on portraying that information. And then uh, like and they said a week. So I mean, it's a, it's a week. So I I think people I think yeah re- yeah reasonably it's fine you know uh they've they, yeah. they must have found now, something. Oh. oh no go for it. Uh, I was gonna say um because obviously this is very much like you know your point and click narrative heavy game but I'm curious if like do it depending on the gaming genre if like there's more or less leeway with like releasing a game that's buggy because we see that a lot with like shooters Mm. that there's tons of bugs and stuff like that and they fix that after release Mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of curious if like because of the type of game that this is that's why it's so important to have the bugs like set out of the way and so forth before the release versus like no, I, uh, again, I won't name any names, but you know, <laughs> a, a like certain shooter games that you know re- get released, and well, and I mean, like even you can see like Modern Warfare and Call of Duty and stuff like that that have bugs, um, mm-hmm. and you know they'll get released and the bugs will be discovered afterwards, and then they're fixed and patched and stuff like that. So I feel like maybe it's genre dependent. I don't. I think you're right about that. I don't think so. Actually, I think it's more acceptable in some in some genres than it is in something uh, uh, like that. You know what I mean? Something like that, and especially a game that's that's narrative driven. If you have bugs, you know what I mean. Like, there's nothing to hide behind with that. That mm-hmm. shit is in your face. It. You know what I yeah. mean? There's not a lot that you're doing other than going down the storyline. Again, I've never played that game. I've heard of people, and I, I've seen people. I haven't really seen people play it, but uh, you know, I've. I've heard of it before uh, i wasn't familiar with what it was exactly uh but yeah it, it seems like it would be hard to try to hide behind a bug 
uh, in a game that's kind of paced like that as opposed to something that is super fast paced and oh I get stuck in the wall or you know what I mean something like that and like oh we'll just we'll just patch it later or you know what I mean I mean again yeah. you're not going to be able to catch everything and I, I get that but something like this you can take your time and say hey we want this as clean and polished as possible so I respect it well I mean yeah yeah, yeah I, I, in, a, in a way I do agree uh, but and I mean I don't know it's kind of 50 50 when it comes to that well uh, a first person shooter is very uh, it flows a lot like there's things will always change there's always going to be balance checks and balance and updates and upgrades and stuff like that that to kind of keep the game somewhat balanced uh, between between you playing multiplayer you know but uh like uh, and, and you're right the the I think the the risk is bigger for a game that doesn't need to do that that doesn't need to constantly change with the times from uh, from all of this so uh yeah they uh so they can get a, like like so first person shooters can get away with like okay we're going to be doing an update patch so and so and so and so but that I don't know but I wouldn't say that that uh that because of the kind of game it is that they they uh that they will that they can't do that either it's just if they do have to do that that's just saying that they were rushing it and then uh but then but uh mm-hmm. so depending that because i bet you let's say uh vampire masquerades was an ea game and they had a strict deadline to release this thing to be to, to come out the time it said it was going to come out they're they won't they probably wouldn't yeah. care and then they'll say okay it's going to come out this day and then they're going to retro then they're going to backtrack and then uh and try to fix whatever they need to fix in the future i think it's more dependable it's more dependent on who is making the game and what their what their uh what their importances are rather than saying it's a genre uh genre based because i mean like anything can be changed nowadays it's not like how it was like 30 years ago with the super nintendo like if you needed to do an update on the game you have to make a new brand new game you know so uh like uh i just think yeah so that i think uh that's the way i kind of think of it i think that this group i don't know what was the name of the publisher that's making it oh um gosh i have to find i have to find the okay. specific publisher oh that's okay but, but um it looks like I'm trying to. Th- it looks like the developers and publishers were called Draw Distance, so not a huge name uh-huh. in the gaming community. Right. Well, I mean, okay, so I. So is it? Okay, cool. So it's somebody different than has done these games in the past as publishing and and doing this. Yes, but also it's based off of a tabletop game that uh, was created by the uh, World of Darkness. So World of Darkness has like multiple different tabletop games. Mm-hmm. So that's what like the the setting and the the lore and everything like that around Vampire the Masquerade is now taken into like a digital realm. I see. Okay, so it's not just like one story. No. That's together, it's all these different adventures and stories that happen within exactly. this this universe. Okay, so kind of exactly. Like, kind of like what Warhammer does, right? Like, like you know, different kind of realms. Different yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so I mean, I just think that the I think the priorities of who created the game is in line of saying we don't want to release a broken game, and I think that that's and that that reflects if they do a move like this, it's reflecting. On saying, uh, on showing how much they're taking care of their IP, you know, for this, and especially if you're a fan of like like you are a fan of the Vampire series, and you and you do come across these glitches, because I, to be honest, that's probably one of the things that really turned me off on um, on Telltale, because their their uh, their mm-hmm. thing was so glitchy, it was so bad at points of times 
that uh, uh, that just made me not want to play them again. Like he, we were getting review copies of the uh, uh, of certain, certain Telltale games, and we were I was just saying no because I didn't want to waste my time. So the uh, uh, yeah, so the yeah, but no. So I I think I think it's more on who makes it rather than genre based overall. Yeah, that's. I think that's that, fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I would agree with that, especially for bigger, bigger companies and titles like EA. Yeah, not even right. this uh, says text and audio can really break the game. Have you since? Uh, have you since the bugs for GoldenEye? Seen the bugs for GoldenEye in the Japanese release? I have never seen that, and I will see this after this because you just intrigued me. <laughs> not even this. Yeah, I didn't. That sounds interesting. Are we talking about the old one or the new one? Uh, probably is it the old? Yeah, that's a good question. With the, the new one came out on the Xbox, right? Or is it? The Xbox, right? Yeah, something I think. Oh, no. I know it was on. Are you talking about? Well, there was that remake for uh, for the Wii too. I did. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. true. That's all right. Yeah, let me know. Let me know a little bit more specific once we're done with the uh, with the podcast. Which were, uh, uh, was there anything else you were adding on to that, Flexus? No, no. I just wanted to talk more about like what the game is, um, and talk about the fact that they did push the release date because I thought that was actually a the fact that they were so forward about why they pushed it, and b the fact that they pushed it at all uh-huh. was really interesting to me. So I wanted to talk about that aspect, and then just oh, okay. talk about one of my favorite game series. <laughs> yeah, cool deal. Cool That's deal. Awesome. Cool deal. Cool. All right. Well, the biggest thing. Okay, so I guess that's, we're going to be wrapping up the the podcast. But before we go, there's a couple of things I'd like to discuss with the people here. Uh, first off, this is going to be our last podcast for the year. Uh, we had an awesome 31 episode streak uh, of this. This is like was from the mind of what we initially started like back in what would you say, Smitty March? Was it? I think it was March. It was like March or April, I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we've uh, been we've been form transforming it to slowly and surely, especially with the feedback that we're getting with people, especially what we what we did, what we enjoyed, what we uh, what we liked, and I'd like to first thank everybody that that's been supporting us to get uh, to get where we are. So thank you so much for stopping by, uh, stopping by and checking every episode. And uh, if you do us a favor with that, is like uh, is to just either follow us on the. Um, on our podcast services on the Apple or Google podcast and uh, on um, uh, Podbean as well, where we do our main stuff. So thank you for, uh, for all of this to, to kind of keep it going. Um, but uh, there's, there's some, uh, but there's, uh, but now to the big announcement and uh, there's some good news and some bad news. So we'll start, <laughs> we'll start with the bad news. And because of like all of the stuff that we are like uh, that we do, is uh like i mean smitty is uh uh, uh like w- going back and forth between smitty's channel and our channel and uh you know not doing it for flexes is kind of not fair for her as well uh we were we and then plus we just have a full-fledged you know full-time stuff i mean flexus is going to tournaments i'm running the website and doing a full-time job smitty is just being smitty and uh <laughs> <laughs> being smitty is yeah. a full-time yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. is a full-time absolutely. job so because of all of that we're we're probably we're going to stop doing the uh the back and forth stuff and we're not going to be doing it on cfg games or on smitty's channel anymore um and we're kind of uh, kind of going back to kind of figuring out what we're needing to do so uh so that's the bad news but the good news is we're deciding to make its own individual channel for cfg gamecast so we have the cfg gamecast uh twitch channel that je- uh, that is now open so if you're wanting uh, so from now on where you don't need to go between smitty's channel 
or uh, CFG Games. Just go to CFG Gamecast on Twitch, and uh, you'll be able to just uh, give us a follow uh, follow there. And every episode that we're going to be doing in the future is going to be on that channel. So we're going to be uh, so like yeah, actually yeah, you can do check it right now. <laughs> so if you go to us uh, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> on, on Twitch, uh, shout out all one words. Yep, <laughs> yep. So uh, we're going to be doing some pretty cool stuff there. We're going to be adding some. We're going to be uh, doing uh, uh, its own different kinds of, of deals, calendars. Uh, we're going to have alarms finally. I know that's one of the big things that people were saying. Uh, so if we hit eventually an affiliate status, then we'll also be doing uh, doing some cool stuff interactively and stuff like that. So definitely. Uh, follow us on CFG Gamecast. Uh, we're going to do our very first episode on that in mid-January. So uh, we'll uh, we'll probably post uh, there. So definitely uh, give us a follow there. As well as uh, I'm going to be moving, actually literally going to be moving this week. So, <coughs> excuse me, literally moving this week so we can actually, uh, so the whole setup is going to change. Like the whole, like, the layouts, the overlays, the alarms, everything is going to be changing for the better. So definitely, definitely check uh, check us out, uh, check us out there uh, from now on. So uh, uh, to not miss any episodes and just do what you, uh, do what you always do. So we are def uh, so we will definitely be keeping up with everybody. We will love uh, we love each and every one of y'all to keep on uh, to keep on trucking to be just as much of the cool gamers as y'all are. Uh, and uh, we will see y'all in mid-January if we uh, so right now everyone have a nice safe and happy holidays a great new year don't get too drunk Smitty <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah and, uh, New Year's Eve man yeah you're just going crazy I'm just going crazy today that's what it is I'm sorry but anyways but before we go uh, Flexus are you streaming any plans uh, any plans on streaming anytime uh, while we're while we're gone or uh, so I definitely will be streaming. Uh, I don't have a set schedule as of yet, just with the holidays and, you know, family obligations and things like that. But the best way to keep up with my streams is actually to check me out on Twitter at Flexus underscore underscore. I always do my streaming announcements there. So I'll probably be streaming tomorrow, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Maybe stream tonight, but definitely streaming a, a, quite a bit this week. So you guys can catch me online with a sweet street fighter, maybe some RPGs mixed in. Especially when Vampire the Masquerade oh, yeah. Coteries of New York comes out. Oh, I I'm uh, probably going to do my initial reaction, uh, like a stream of that. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Right. Good. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Smitty, any and, uh, any plans on streaming? What's your what's your streaming plans? No, tonight actually we are putting up our uh, inside Christmas decorations. So I know they got the tree Aww. up. So we gotta yeah do that. Get the lights up and all that good stuff. So that's the rest of the, uh, how I'll spend tonight. Maybe I I may play some games. Uh, later, I got back into uh, you know I still got to finish uh, the Fallen Fallen Order, um, which I played that Death Stranding. I haven't even touched in since since before the uh, before the uh, Extra Life stream. Uh, that was the last time I touched it. I haven't even touched it, dude. So I got some games to play, but you know, looking to looking to relax and and chill out, and then I'll be back for sure uh, next Friday. So. Right. Okay. Cool. And uh, like I said, uh, since I'm like now, I haven't really had a really good streaming schedule this whole year. And uh, hopefully by next, by the uh, by the new move and everything, setting up the new uh, streaming area, it's going to be a lot better, <laughs> a lot lot better for next year for 2020. So uh, right now I'm going to yeah. So right now I'm going to be focusing on uh, 
basically moving all the stuff, set, getting the setup and everything. Hopefully, I want to try to do my first test streaming by next week. Not this following weekend, but the weekend after. So uh, after uh, when that all happens, I'll definitely be posting it. But uh, but in the mean, uh, so definitely check uh, check us out over at CFG Games. And uh, I don't even know what I want to stream. There's so much games I need to play. It's not even funny. So, you could hop in on our mine and Phase Divinity. Oh yeah, definitely. So we've got an extra slot open. Oh, I'm definitely down, man. But like, I don't have man. But y'all must be like overpowered comparatively to where I'm gonna be. I have to start from the beginning. Nah, we just started our campaign. Oh okay. Well, what do you? Well, let me know when you play, and then I'm definitely down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely. All right, man. But thank you so much for stopping by on CFG Gamecast. We are going to take it easy, and I hope y'all have a great and happy holidays.